Hey, this is Julia Stern, and you're listening to Not My Best, the podcast that reminds you it's okay not to perform at your best 100% of the time. When we shift the focus to become a little bit better, instead of trying to be at our best all the time, we'll accomplish a lot more and we'll have way more fun doing it. Let's get into it. Welcome to today's episode of Not My Best Podcast. This is someone who I wanted to have on for a long time, so thank you for coming. Of course. She is a Wilhelmina fitness model in New York City. Also is a fitness trainer on the Fit On app, and she is a mom-to-be. So thank you for coming, Brie Kogel. Welcome to my podcast. I'm still getting used to that name. I know. <laughs> when did you get married? How long September. ago? September. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like a full month before the pregnancy thing happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, it has been a ton of change for you, mm-hmm. and I want to get into that. But I wanted to talk to you because I don't know if you even realized when me and Andy moved to the city about three years ago, you and CJ were like one of the first people really? in the industry that we really met. Yeah. Oh, especially I didn't know for that. Me. Yeah. So it was before that I even worked at Rumble, and I think we ran into yeah. you guys at, like, the Ainsworth uh-huh. or something. Yeah. And you were just, like, the nicest human, like, Aww. which is, like, so, I don't no, want that's to how say we feel such about a dime a dozen, but truly, like, Aww. just, like, very, very genuine and authentic, and I appreciate that. Oh, so. my heart. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Already. <laughs> um, but I want to talk to you about a bunch of different things. Um, tell me a little bit about what you've done in New York so far as a model. Ooh, okay. So... It's weird because I have this huge performing background that that was the only reason I moved to New York. And I thought that that when that ended, you know, New York would also end. Um, and I had always seen fitness models in magazines and things like that and thought as a dancer, like, oh, that looks like, you know, possible. Right. But I had no idea how you became that person without being like an Olympic athlete or, you know what I mean? Like having something relevant to contribute to athletics. So when that transition worked out well for me, it was really this whole new world of things that were just really attainable that I had no idea about to the point that I wanted to like just, you know, harass all of my friends and be like, you guys, like, come on, we're all doing this. Like, I don't know why nobody told us. So it really was a, um, what's nice about going at it that way is that I wasn't actively pursuing specific jobs. It's not like you had this gigantic goal in front of you no. and you were like I like a mood board up on exactly. your wall or a vision board, whatever they're called. And like right, right, right. For that. And you know, with theater, it was that, you right. know, it was like, I want to be on Broadway. I want to work with this choreographer. For this, it was just like, wow, I can't believe I'm here. Cool. Yeah. So anytime I got a job, it, it didn't really matter what the pay was or where it was going to be. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm learning. And, um, it was just really a, a nice transition because there was no pressure about it. Um, I usually find that that's like the best thing that you can do because when you're in those situations and you're not like trying to push and achieve something that, you know, something very specific that's in front of you, you wind up doing more because you're absolutely. so relaxed about it. And especially in an industry where you have no control. None. It doesn't matter what your skill set is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to an extent it does. But at the end of the day, if you're two inches too tall or if your skin is too pigmented this direction, it's just not going to work out. It has nothing to do with you. Does that ever bother you or what's your approach with that? Um, I would say it used to for sure, because, you know, I started in this, in the performing industry in my teens. So it used to piss me off because I was like, no, I work hard. And honestly, that whole American dream of like work hard, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can have it all. 
I wouldn't say I'm jaded to it now, but I would say the world has changed. It absolutely has. So it's like... And there's so much that's left to chance. Absolutely. I actually missed my college graduation. I went to a dance agency at the time. It was an audition in New York, and they typecasted. Oh. And I walked into the room, and I was too short or too Mm -hmm. white or whatever it was. Like It wasn't what they were looking for that day. And I turned around and went home. Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't angry about it because I understand that that's the way it works. Yeah. But when you're in this industry and you're working with agents, Mm -hmm. you never know what you're going to get. Absolutely. Yeah. And all of those auditions, I don't think some people realize that like, you don't get paid for that. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? It takes a lot of your time. Yeah. How much time would you say that as a fitness model, you spend going to different auditions? Well, I... I call it auditions. What is it actually called? We call it a casting. Wonderful. I still call it an audition. Yeah. Um, But, and I will say this like, you know, transparently, luckily I don't. Yeah. Because I, I don't know what it is about me in this industry, but I'm not usually the type of person that is going to a casting. It, it's much more direct book, like, does this person have this skill? Is this person the measurement to fit this one garment? Mm-hmm. Um, I So I, I've been very fortunate to work regularly with clients. Yeah. You do a lot of great work. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah, stunningly you. beautiful. You'll see on the video Stop. on my IGTV. Meanwhile, I'm staring at your hair. No. Oh, my God. Everyone tells me about pregnancy hair, and I'm like, I want this hair. <laughs> this hair <laughs> is a result of a year ago I was living in L.A., and I was like, you know what? I want to change. I was tan. I was, like, living the L.A. life, and I cut it all off. Yeah. And it was great for about a week. Oh. And I said, I am never cutting my hair again. I was going to say it looks so healthy. It's finally long. I got extensions last spring because oh, nice. I was getting tired of it. I nice. took them out. Now it's finally where I want it to be. But <laughs> well, it's awesome. If you want to cut your hair short, wait until you're absolutely sure you want it to be that short <laughs> for a very long time. I feel but that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, but you do such great work. And I, I was wondering, like, as you go on these castings or even as you get casted for something because you fit into a garment or whatever it is, mm-hmm. do you ever worry that you're not going to measure up for the client that's hiring you oh or gosh, you yeah. lost that mentality completely? No, there's always that chance. And and I've seen it happen. Yeah. Um, I was really fortunate to work with Apple when they were coming out with a new Apple Watch. Casual. Um, it was it was insane. Like I, I went to the casting. I yeah. definitely, it was an audition. And it was very abstract. Like, just give us your best tricks. And I'm like, I haven't heard sorry, that tricks. since my dance days. Yeah. Like, what? And so I literally did some weird handstand flying push-up nonsense. And I got the job. I did none of that on set. Literally, the things that we did on set were the exact opposites, like high knees, like skaters. Right. Um, and they were shooting like four or five different ones that week. And mine was the only one that they ended up using. Wow. And it was so insane because everybody there... I mean, crew, top to bottom, everybody was so excited to be there and felt such a part of something bigger than them. And the attitude and the atmosphere was just exactly what you would want it to be. Right. And then to catch up with these people later and be like, oh, I haven't seen your spot yet. Do you know like what season it's coming out? And to have to hear them say like, oh, they ended up not using it. Yeah. Heartbreaking. But it just goes to show too, it helps you develop that mindset of like, this is what I'm doing for work today. I'm not doing it for recognition. I'm not doing yeah. it to get famous. It might not even get used. Totally. But if you just take it one day at a time and you're like, all right, I show up. And yeah. Maybe something good will happen. Maybe I'll find something else. And you're always going to learn something. Yeah. You're always going to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, it's not bad going to L.A. <laughs> no, not at all. Not but bad. if anybody would like to book me a flight, I'm, I'm, I'm on my Come way with me. There. I'm going soon. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. I'm actually headed out to San Francisco next week. Oh, right, right, but, right. Um, it's such a quick, like, drive or yeah. flight down. I'm definitely going to try and go for a few days. Well, that's where we shoot fit on. Okay. So come on through. So, yeah, let's transition into that. Mm-hmm. You do your own workouts on this app? Yes. Okay. And that was interesting. Um, when Lindsay, the CEO, first reached out to me, she was very concerned with us as trainers wanting to do that. You know, she was like, are you guys comfortable and okay with the workload of creating all of your own content? Right. And we were like, oh, hell yeah. As like, a trainer, I always feel like, even when I teach rumble classes as well, like you want to do your own stuff because if you create it, you believe yeah. in it and you'll automatically train better. T- exactly. You'll right. speak better to it. Mm-hmm. It'll be more natural and more genuine. And so that's my favorite part of the app. Well, no, my second favorite. My first favorite is that it's free. That's so cool. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's high quality, totally free fitness. Um, Just now, at 2020, they've launched some premium content. Okay. So you can pay for personalized meal plans, which I'm like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, all of the fitness is free, which I just think is so cool. How do they profit? Do you know? I would assume it's like an investor data something or other. I mean, I'm sure tech people know. Yeah, I am not a tech person. (laughs) Even trying to record this podcast, you watch me set up the camera for like 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, there's like a multi-camera. This is like a sitcom. I try my best over here. Or not my best, rather. I should say not my best. That's the whole name of the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Throw it in wherever I can. (laughs) Um, But that's really cool. So you shoot in LA. So Mm -hmm. what do you go out there for chunks of time to do that? No, they're one-day shoots. I go out shoot six to ten workouts a day Mm -hmm. um and then I think last year I shot maybe five or six days okay so if you think about it over the course of I don't know there's 20-ish trainers that's a lot of workouts yeah it is so it really it seemed like not too many because the time commitment for me is all on the back end Mm -hmm. it's just all prep work and then you get there and just do it and have fun yeah um and so it's just like kind of the best steady gig ever that's so fun (laughs) and how did that come about instagram you know what? I have had a couple of jobs come through from Instagram as yeah. well. The job that I worked before Rumble was through an Instagram DM. Yeah. And I had to like double take and be like, is this real or totally. am I scammed? Exactly. I know. I'm like, this sounds too yeah. good to be true. And you know, a lot of other platforms were coming out at the same time that were also DMing me. And I was very, I was very, very, very hesitant to get into any digital space. Right. Um, when I used to work in studio, all of this in studio spaces I was working in wanted to go that route to mm-hmm. a virtual training. And, you know, being a spin instructor at the time, I was like, I don't see how that is safe. Right. Um, and obviously the way. That's a good point. I've never really heard anybody talk about that oh, because yeah. the digital space is so huge. But when you're in the digital space, you can't necessarily see the person on the other side of the TV screen. You don't know if they're doing it properly. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole issue. Yeah. Well, and you know, coming from the dance world, when injuries happen, Mm -hmm. like a lot of it is just improper movement patterns that could be easily prevented. For sure. But you don't know unless you know. Yeah. So I was very, very, very hesitant. And part of the reason that Fit On is such a good fit is that I get to say what I want to say about what we're doing. Okay. And then those people can reach out to me on Instagram if they have questions and they're very active on there, which is cool. So it's calmed me down. I think if everybody comes at it with a smart approach, right? Because the digital fitness space has done so well, especially in cities and suburbs where there isn't this big group fitness presence. Like Mm -hmm. even living in New Jersey when I was there, it's not the same. There's like orange theory Mm -hmm. or like big box gyms. Yeah. So it's really great to have access to these things, but it's probably like going to see a trainer learning how to do the movement properly and then utilizing it. Exactly. 
And I think more people should probably do that. Yeah. Well, we can put it <laughs> out here. Hopefully we'll get a couple more to do that because safety comes yeah. first, especially before the six pack abs. Like, yeah. Make sure you're not hurting oh yourself. Gosh, yeah. Um, so you are expecting a baby. Ah, yes. Congratulations. Thank you. You and CJ are like the nicest couple on the planet. I definitely said that no. in the beginning, but I, I have, have to, to say CJ is actually, well, he's the nicest guy I've ever met, but he's also not nice all the time. Okay. I love this. Let's get into it. I mean, <laughs> I have to tell people all the time because if you, if you only have a surface friendship with him, yeah. you, you, of course he exudes sunshine yeah he literally is like a beam of light and so it was shocking to me to find out he has a sassy side that's great and a stubborn side like he's a full well-rounded human i mean i would think so he's not a robot i mean it was surprising it was surprising but that said when i tell him like i need nice cj to come back like yeah he comes back around yeah that's a great way to put it yeah it's so funny with andy too because he teaches all these classes and clients love him and he's a great human that's why i married him but it's so funny because mm-hmm. they're like, he's the best. And I'm like, yeah, did you see him not take out the garbage this morning? Right, like, right. Can we talk about that? <laughs> um, but that's so great. So when is your baby due? July 7th. Do you know what you're having yet? I do, but we haven't told yet. Okay, you don't have to tell me. But we're going to tell probably, I mean, definitely this month, but mm-hmm. probably this week even. How so. did you come to that decision to decide what you're having? Um, what? Not to decide oh, what you're Oh, I was having. like, who did oh we? Oh my God, Julia. <laughs> To learn about the gender of the baby. Well, I didn't realize this, but you can find out really early. Really? Like, we had our first, our confirmation appointment was almost seven weeks, and mm-hmm. we heard the heartbeat then. Wow. Which I, I guess I'm really late to this game. I did not know. I thought I that took a while. I know very, very little about pregnancy. Well, because honestly, I don't think that what they show us on TV is like not super up to date or not realistic. And as somebody who is not trying right now, but is thinking about it, like, you really should learn about what your body can do and what yeah. happens to you. And I don't think that it's there's crazy. enough information out there it unless you insane. go searching for it. And even like I downloaded these cute little apps that mm-hmm. track everything, but even they're very your shiny. Your baby is the size of like an yes. implant. Or yes, like- <laughs> I think we're like a, a peach this week cute. or something like that. Yeah, pear, cute, but not informative. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. now what? Um, and so when we were there for the nuchal exam, which is, I think they test... They measure like the spine and make sure that the spine is okay, which will tell them if you're at risk for a lot of um, issues down the line, I think. They give you so much information that I'm like, is that what they said? But she was like, at this appointment, we'll also be able to tell you the gender um, and we will send you... We'll send you your results, and then if you want to know the gender, you have to ask us for them. Okay. And I was like, okay. So the timing was going to let us know at Christmas. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, the best Christmas present ever. Meanwhile, I did not get CJ a Christmas present. Because I'm like, hello, Great. making a baby. Like, I love this is the present. Yeah. So he gets me You're like... You're welcome. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, ha- I'm a farm right now. Absolutely. So he writes, like, the nicest card to me ever. It's so sweet. I don't even have a card for him. And I go to like my little app and I don't have any information. And I was like, <laughs> um, so the thing is. Here's what I was going to right? get you, but I'm not sure what right? we're having yet. And then like for the whole week after, all the way through New Year's, we still don't know. He goes away to Costa Rica to go surfing with his friend. And I literally called the, the doctor and I was like, I need to know. And she was like, oh, I can tell you right now. And I'm like, hello, girl. Did you have helped me out on Christmas? Girl. But now you guys know know. and you're going to share it soon. I'm sure you're very excited. So you have had this like very unconventional career. Oh, yeah. 
very unconventional that I don't think that you could have written for yourself. No. And so often when people are trying to develop what they want to do with their life, I think the first thing that they do is they start to just like write a list of the steps that they Mm -hmm. want to take and where they want to end up. Mm -hmm. And it really is oftentimes you're in a totally different place. Yeah. So have you ever had any... I say the word anxiety, but Ooh. even just like doubt or fear well, around the topic. I will say my mother has. Mm-hmm. Literally, I t- was talking to my mom the other day and she about the baby. And she was like, I can't wait for your baby to grow up and tell you that it does not want to go to college at 18. Just like you did to me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, my mom who has her doctorate. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I think because now that I'm in school full time, I think that Yes, there was anxiety, but it was also, I was truly living my dreams out. Mm -hmm. And I think our generation especially was like encouraged very much to do that, that I didn't feel like I was, I would say like messing up. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was um, skipping things that I couldn't necessarily go back to if I wanted. And I felt like, especially in such a physical career, I had to do it then. Right. You know, I... We have a very limited window as a trainer myself, too. I see myself and my career, and at 40 years old, I hope that I'm still doing this, but there's a very big possibility that I'm not going to be. Absolutely. And if I were to sit here now, I'm 28 right now, so if I were to sit here and say, ah, it's coming to an end, how long am I going to, like, clench my fists and be like, it's, what am I going to do next? Like, you have to live day to day. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was really fortunate that my dance career was smooth. Yeah. You know, I really did work from job to job. There wasn't a lot of downtime. And when there was downtime, there was creative projects to keep mm-hmm. me inspired. So, you know, even despite the the recession, I just had a really good network. So I was very, very, very fortunate to have a successful, like, decade-long uh, dance career that accidentally became a fitness career. And it wasn't until, and I've talked about this a lot on Instagram, especially last year. Last year, I realized that like fitness is super fun. I love it. It's a blast. Everybody that's involved is just exciting and onto something and it's inspiring. But I realized I don't want this to be my final career. I don't want this to be the end of my story or my legacy. But I also had no idea what I did want it to be. Um, And that was when I just started playing with the idea of school. And now that I'm in school and like my brain and and limits are being stretched in like ways that haven't, I mean, I wouldn't even say we did in high school. Right. And and it probably because in high school I was so focused on dance. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is the first time I feel like a a real well-rounded person. Isn't it great? Like a lot of times, so I used to teach math, so Mm -hmm. I was very analytical with my brain and now I'm putting together workouts and yes, it is still work and there's a lot of thinking involved, but it's very different. Absolutely. So before you even keep going, Mm -hmm. what are you going to school for and where? I'm going to school for government. Okay. Random. At Harvard, random. Casual. But like random. Mm -hmm. Because that was also not something I like wrote down and was like, now that I'm going to school, let's go to Harvard. It, It was... Honestly, I was looking at Hunter College because it's down the street. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I want to be a physical therapist. I don't know. And of course, that's a graduate degree. And I did not even have my undergrad. And so I'm like, okay, well, what would I need to get my undergrad in? Research, research, Google, oh, whatever you want, because it's just a barrier. It's not a real stepping stone on the way to becoming a physical therapist, which pisses me off separate podcast. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to just go to school to go to school, I want to 
be exposed to everything and I want it to be hard. Yeah. Like I don't want to fly through classes and I don't want it to be a waste of my time. Um, and isn't it so great how your mentality changes from when you're younger? Because I feel like everyone went to college and said, let me just submit this paper, get the yeah. grades so I can get my degree. Of course. And I feel like if I were to go back to school now, I would be soaking in every single word that my Absolutely. professors were saying. And the program that I'm in, it's it's the Harvard Extension School. So mm-hmm. it's all adults. You all have to be removed from high school at least five years and working professional. So everybody in there is of that same like I'm paying to be here. It's my time that I'm taking away from my family or my job or whatever. And so everybody has a different approach and it's so much better for me because, you know, I get pissed off with BS very easily. And so this is, it's just much more uh, tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I really like it. It's great. If anybody, I'm like the spokesperson. So if anybody is interested, hit me up. I'll tell you how to get involved. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, and what I love about it is that I don't necessarily plan on being the next president, but I can figure out, and this is weird, I feel like I'm kind of taking my life that I've crafted in New York, which has been so freelance and so just aspirational, follow your dreams, blah, 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 and kind of breaking it back down to a regular person where it's like, okay, how do I qualify for the nine to five with the salary and benefits Mm -hmm. so that I can take care of a family? Yes. And like, that's important too. Yes. So yeah, I'm trying to get there. I love that you just said that because... I moved to New York very young and I still am very young and I still am trying to figure it out, but I've gone through this transition of like, yes, live your dreams, go after the career that you want, but also like there's two sides to it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, excuse my language, but we shit on people that get nine to fives absolutely, because they're not going after their passion. Your job does not have to be your passion. Yes. You know what? I'm going to do a whole separate podcast about that because I thought about it the other day and there's so many facets to it that I want to talk about, Mm -hmm. but Make your passions your hobbies. Yeah. Make what you do outside of work the things that you love and follow your dreams in that respect. And as long as you like what you're doing and as long as you're able to do a good job in your career, Mm -hmm. that's great. And like, you know, it's a shame that we all have found so much of our identity inside of our job. Mm -hmm. And that was what made retiring from dance so hard. Right. And so hard to accept because I was like, who am I? Mm -hmm. And that's just like, come on. Ridiculous. We have so much to offer. We have so much to bring to the world and to share and also to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a while to get over that. But I don't think that a lot of people are equipped to even know that that's coming. Well, think about a conversation that you have with people or somebody that you're meeting for the first time. What do you do is one of the first Absolutely. questions that you get asked. Yeah. Yo, I put it on my story the other day. That hurts people's feelings. Yes. A lot of <laughs> It was in my book. Somebody said, what do you do? And this guy got so pissed off and, and got in the other person's face. It was like, I sell toilets. <laughs> and he was like, I have morals. I have values. I have a family that I take care right. of and I take pride in that. And like, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Who cares what I do? Yeah. And so I think that's a really interesting... Even in terms of stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home dads. Seriously. Like, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. She had left her job once she had got pregnant with me. And there are a lot of dads who, I watched this video, would be better at being stay-at-home dads, mm-hmm. but they feel like they need to go out mm-hmm. and do something because it's what society tells them. Yeah, man. And American dream is old. It's all crack of shit. It's retired. It really is. <laughs> I, I love this conversation. So I just have a couple more questions for you. Okay. And this one is so cliche. But I also think it's important. Okay. Given everything we've talked about, if you were to go back and talk to your younger self, let's say 21 years old, Mm -hmm. what would you say? Um, I mean, if we're going to stick with the cliche train, I would tell her that, like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Because I, 
I've always been outspoken. I've always been a little bit different, a little bit loud, a little bit off. And I think when I was younger, I just embodied the identity of the weird girl because it made it so much easier to be friends with everybody. I didn't have to fit into anybody's box. I could just do what I wanted and, you know, be the dance nerd that also was a cheerleader that also like read a whole book in a day. Like I got to kind of do whatever and it didn't, it didn't seem to bother people until I became an adult. Right. And then it was like, that's when the insecurities of like, is it okay that I just dance for a living and that I haven't, all of my friends that are getting their degrees and getting married and having kids and all of the twenties of that, I was one of the few ones of my friends to be in New York. I'm from North Carolina. Okay. So it was like, it wasn't until then that I was like, oh, you know, have I, have I done this correctly? Am I missing out on the thing that everybody is after and while I was still making myself very happy I was concerned about are my parents disappointed and so I think like the it's okay theme should actually apply to everybody in the whole world because your life doesn't end one day even if you do disappoint somebody Mm -hmm. So, like, you're always going to have time and ability in fact, to do like something. it's, like, very rare that you won't disappoint somebody right. in some capacity. And that's when you grow the most. Yeah. Because if you're not disappointing somebody, then, like, you're perfect and good for you. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> so. actually even think it's possible. I love yeah. that. It's okay. Yeah. Because it goes both ways. Like, I was in New Jersey working as a teacher, and I was looking at all of the people starting Rumble in 2016. Oh, and yeah. I was like... Why am I not doing that? Yeah. Why am I doing this over here? I should be there doing that. And now I'm in New York and I'm posting my abs to my Instagram all the time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I do look back at people who are outside of New York, not living in this fitness world and don't really understand yeah. it. And I'm like, do I just look like a jackass? Yeah, now? right. And it's okay. Regardless, people are going to think what they are going to think. Yeah. And as long as you're focused on what you're doing right now, it doesn't have to be your forever. Absolutely. But it's okay. And you're always inspiring somebody. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what the I've learned the most throughout this pregnancy. Because those first three months when you're not really talking about it, but you have every question in the entire world. I'm literally like cyber stalking people on Instagram to be like, what are they talking it. about? Like, how can I get information without asking? And finally, I started DMing some of these people. And I was like, you have no idea how much you're helping me. And I don't get to tell you. And to them, they don't even realize. Yeah. yeah. I was like, there's a silent audience out here for all of us that is so grateful that we are sharing what we're sharing. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to remember that in the noise and in yeah, the Yeah, like, what a nice concept. We all are offering something yes. and we don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. When a lot of times we feel like we're not leveling up. We're doing Absolutely. more than we know. Absolutely. So what would be advice to someone who's up and coming, trying to find their career, maybe is taking the route of an unconventional path mm -hmm. and they're stressing out about it? Um, I actually think it needs to be a support system. I mean, I have gone through, you know when you have like that moment and you go, oh my God, I have so many friends. And then you really look around and you're like, well, I have like four friends and I have a lot of people I enjoy a lot. Yes. And this was really obvious to me in, in the big times. Like, okay, how are we going to make a wedding list? How are we going? You know what I mean? And it, Oh, the most stressful oh, thing in the world. Right? Because you, oh, you're so nervous to hurt somebody's feelings. And, you know, there's so many people that mean so much to me. But at the end of the day, it, it costs a lot of money to invite everybody. But at the end of the day, that small, small, small support system. I mean, they say something like you're the average of your the sum of your closest four friends. That is couldn't be more true. Um, and once I started to really cr like craft that into exactly what I wanted, I felt 
so much safer Mm -hmm. and I felt like able to be so much more vulnerable vulnerable with my friends to ask them hey am I being a dick am I being a snob like without worrying about an argument and worrying about being judged yes because like growing as a young adult I'm sure growing as any age you get more and more awareness of like hold on like is it is what I'm doing and what I'm trying to do really helping somebody or helping me or am I just like being selfish or you know what I mean there was just so many questions you're figuring I had. it out yeah and a lot of times you make mistakes yeah, absolutely when you're younger and you know CJ and I have a very faith-founded relationship and to be able to really talk to him in those ways and I know that's not for everybody but for us it has grounded us in a way that we don't get stressed we get that surface like oh, you know, gosh, our New York rent is this, or, you know, mm-hmm. we're having a baby. We've never done it. Like, what if we drop it? Like, you know, we have those that things. That goes my head all the time. Apparently, like, it is always it happens. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know yet, but I'll let you know. Um, and so I think just to be able to have that foundation of like, you know what, though, it doesn't, we got to give it up. We got to give that stress to somebody who can actually do something about it. Yes. Because sitting here being stressed out, no. It doesn't help. No. That's beautiful. In terms of the friend thing, I, with my best friends, I call it couch friends. Yeah. Which I can't even begin to like explain this on this podcast, but <laughs> it's the kind of friend who could come and sit on your couch yes. and you could say nothing and yes. you could be completely comfortable with. Oh my God. I have that friend. Shout out to Adia. She will come all the way to New York to visit me and we will not leave the apartment. That's great. I'm like, how many pairs of PJs did you bring? Do you need some of mine? Because that's what we're doing. I love that so much. (laughs) And then there's other friends who are not couch friends and they're wonderful people and you have so much fun with them. You enjoy their company. Absolutely. But it would just be awkward if they were on your couch talking. You're like, so don't you have somewhere to go? (laughs) I I like, I have my people quota and then at the end of the day, I'm like, I need silence and Netflix. Which let's end it on this. You just told me to watch a series on Netflix. Y'all. It's called Cheer. So I was a cheerleader way, way, way back in the day. And I don't know if it's just that I was not elite or like the time difference. I don't know. But these kids are amazing. I can't wait to watch Oh my God. And they're such hard workers. And it's a junior college. So a lot of them have had rough backgrounds. And this is like saving their lives. Amazing. It's just, they're so talented. And they're, I literally took a train last night from Boston Oh, that turned off. Does that That's matter? That's okay. Okay. Um, I took a train last night from Boston, and it was like, for for some reason, five hours, and I watched five episodes. Wow. Y'all, you got to watch this. You got to live tweet As soon as you me. leave and I kick you off my couch, I'm turning on. Cheer, you're, you're not going to so get up. Yeah. So get your comfies on. I will. Like no waistband. <laughs> this was an incredible conversation. I feel like I could talk to you Yay. forever. And I feel like the people who follow you, follow you because you're such a genuine soul and you have such thank a big you. heart. So thank you for being here. I know people are going to enjoy this. If they're listening to you for the first time and you're not sure who Brie is, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Brie Kogel, B-R-E-E-K-O-E-G-E-L, or on the FitOn app where there is an Instagram called FitOn app and the actual app itself. Great. So you can work out with her, you can follow her, and you can find me on all social media channels at Julia L. Stern. Use the hashtag NotMyBestPodcast. I will see you next time. Now go out there, stop trying to live your best life and start actually living a better one.